Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. Today, we're going to talk about Instagram strategies that I used to follow to try to grow my audience and why I've stopped following a lot of these strategies that used to be really popular and that some people are still following now, but I found either we're really never that effective or just aren't effective anymore based on how the culture of Instagram has changed or how the algorithm has changed, et cetera. But I find that people don't often talk about the strategies not to do. I mean, of course, a lot of the content that I create shares recommendations for new strategies to try, but we often don't dwell on our mistakes. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to look back and talk about things that I've done in the past that haven't always been that helpful. It's good to be honest with you. And I want you to know that my approach to Instagram has not been hundred percent perfect. And we're all learning and growing and trying new things. And these are some of the things that I've tried that have not always worked so well. So let's get into it. I'm excited to bring you the piping hot tea in this video, because like I was saying, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about the Instagram strategy mistakes that they've made. And not all of these are necessarily mistakes. Some of it's just stuff that's gone out of style, but I think you'll find it very intriguing to hear about Instagram strategies that seem to have been popular. And now it's time to move on to things and using new growth strategies that actually will work. So the number one thing that I'm going to let go of is writing super long captions for every single post. For a while, I feel like the prevailing wisdom on Instagram was just to write really, really long, heartfelt captions that provided value and gave insight into your life for every single post. And I totally get why this has been a popular strategy and why sometimes it's still a good thing to do it because it's a really great way to connect with your audience and share a little bit more about yourself when it comes to Instagram. As compared to other platforms like YouTube or a podcast like this one, for instance, because on Instagram, you have such a short amount of time to really get to know your audience. People are scrolling past content. They're tapping through stories and they might see you for 15 seconds to a minute a day. Whereas on YouTube or a podcast, you might sit down and watch or listen to like a 10 minute video of creators. And so you really have to pack a lot of info and a lot of value and a lot of vulnerability into a short amount of time to help your audience get to know you personally. So that's why writing really long captions can be helpful. But what I found myself getting into the habit of was for every single post, I felt like I had to up the ante every time and share something even more vulnerable or more intimate and write the really, really long essays. And as much as I think it could be good sprinkled throughout your strategy, doing it every single time is actually going to end up tiring your audience out and making them less likely to read through every single one of your captions. Because I know I found myself doing that with creators that I love to follow who write really long captions every single time. And I was getting to the point where I was like, uh, I don't really feel like reading it this time. So I think that by being a little bit more sparse with it, and spreading it out a little bit more, you'll actually have more of an impact because your audience will become desensitized to that volume of content. I also think sometimes going with something a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more quick, or like a funny one-liner or something that your caption can actually generate more engagement because people are more likely to comment or like if that first sentence is intriguing enough to make them engage right away, rather than having to read all the way to the bottom to write something back. 
So I think trying to switch it up a bit more often is something that I've tried to bring into my Instagram strategy, which I think has been effective because variety, you know, it's the spice of life and people see if they see too much of the same thing over and over, they're just going to become less engaged. Number two is worrying about vanity metrics. I used to be so stressed about all of the metrics associated with each and every single one of my posts. I really focused on keeping a certain engagement rate every single time, wanting to have a certain number of followers, a certain number of likes or comments. But in reality, what we're doing here with our Instagram is we're building businesses. Likes and comments do not put food on the table. You've actually got to convert your followers into customers, you know, to actually be running a business. So the strategy that I'm leaving behind is worrying about vanity metrics over actual, you know, hard data on the success of our businesses. So think about conversions and sales above engagement, because that's what really matters when it comes to the sustainability of a business. Now it's good to know what's performing well and what's not performing well when it comes to your content, but that's going to happen with experimenting and evaluating. That's when you're really going to learn what works with your audience. And you're going to be able to keep improving on your content that way. And it's all part of your overall strategy of building an engaged community that will then convert them into customers. But you have to make sure that the sales side is in your mind the whole time, or else you're going to be creating all this content. And then for what? At the end of the day, growing an Instagram following is really about growing a business. You need to be focusing on how you can convert your followers into customers, not just how many likes you're getting or how many new followers you're gaining. And part of that is going to be directing your followers away from Instagram to your TPT store. I spoke about this a lot in episode three. So if you missed it, please go back and check that out. I talk all about how you can optimize your Instagram bio and include intentional links to help with garnering attention to your offers. Now, for some reason, I feel like likes is something that a lot of us are really, really attached to. The point is, I feel like a lot of us have this like emotional attachment to the number of likes more so than anything else. If you just kind of like sit there and reflect right now, I bet you can have, you have a certain number of likes in your mind that you're like, this is kind of what I feel like. would be a successful post. If I don't get that number of likes and I'm going to feel kind of discouraged, but if I do get that number of likes, I'm going to feel good about it. But then ask yourself this, do you have a certain number of comments you're always aiming for? Do you have a certain number of shares or saves or even like reach or impressions? Personally, I've never had that super emotional attachment to those other numbers. I can't even tell you how many comments I normally get on an Instagram post. I'm not sure. I just go in, I read the comments and I reply to them, but I don't think about that number as like a stat that defines my value or defines the success of my content. Whereas for me, likes has definitely been that kind of number for me for a while. I've always felt that, you know, if I get let's say over a hundred likes on a post, then I feel good about that. But if I get less than that, I'm like, oh, that's not so great. And I think that, you know, metrics are important to a certain extent for us to be able to evaluate the effectiveness of our content and to like iterate on it and make it better. But it's not helpful when you kind of define your success or your worth from it. And so I personally am trying to detach myself a little bit more from that number of likes. And I'm trying to focus more on creating content that I know is going to be helpful and focusing on the human impact more than the numbers. Honestly, think about how many times you've been impacted by something, but didn't necessarily take action. You may have just scrolled by without hitting that like button. I know I do that all the time, but just because the action isn't there doesn't mean your content isn't valuable. And you will always, always, always have silent supporters. And I also want to focus on things like, did I have fun making this content? Is this something that is creatively fulfilling to me? And trying to use that more as a measure of my content rather than just 
you know, number of likes that I've kind of arbitrarily chosen to be that one indicator of success for myself when I really could be looking at a number of different things. So if you can relate to that and also feel kind of like that about your likes, I want to encourage you in joining me and trying to remove that idea a little bit and not feel so bound to getting a certain number of likes in order to be successful. The third Instagram strategy I'm leaving behind is engagement pods. Yes, I used to be in engagement pods back in the day. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, engagement groups or pods are essentially a DM group chat on Instagram, where a group of people, usually in a similar niche, who are all committed to liking and commenting on each other's posts as soon as that post goes live. So the group chat will normally be you know, people coming in and saying new post or dropping in an emoji to alert the group. And then everybody's got to go to their page and like and comment on their most recent post. So the idea behind the strategy is that the first, you know, half hour to an hour of time that your post is live on the app, that's going to determine how far it ends up going with the rest of your audience. So if you can get really good, a really good boost of engagement, as soon as that post goes live, then allegedly that'll help your content get in front of more people. Now, since then the Instagram creator account itself has said that the first 30 minutes to an hour of your post being live does not actually determine the performance of your post. So we kind of know that now, but there is some logic behind this. Like the more engagement your post gets, the more likely it is to be shown to people's feeds and then potentially get more engagement and go further and further because the more engagement you have, the more reach you're going to end up having. That, that is definitely how the algorithm works. But the problem with engagement pods is that it's really not a genuine or authentic way to get engagement. And generally you're going to end up in pods with, or engagement groups with your peers, not necessarily your ideal followers or your ideal customers. So for example, if I am a math teacher selling sixth grade math resources, and I ended up in a common pod with a bunch of other TPT math sellers or just TPT sellers in general, I would essentially be then engaging with like my competition or my peers rather than spending time engaging with people who might actually end up wanting to follow me or those potential customers. So not only are you kind of training Instagram to think that the kind of content you're interested in is your peers in your industry or your competition or whatever. I don't feel like competition is a good word for it, but you know what I mean? Like people that do the same thing as you, rather than training the algorithm to think of you as somebody who wants to engage with your ideal followers, which is ultimately what's going to be the most effective at growing your audience. So I just personally think instead of spending your time trying to keep up with all of these notifications and make sure you're always on top of engaging with people in your pod, I think you're way better off spending that time just building relationships with your ideal followers, like going out and commenting on their content and sending them DMs, that's going to be way more effective than the engagement pod thing. The fourth thing I'm trying to leave behind when it comes to my Instagram strategy is doing random giveaways. Now here's the thing. Giveaways will grow your following, but if you're just doing a random, let's say iPad giveaway, you're going to grow your audience with people who are probably never going to be interested in your content. Now, giveaways can be a great part of your strategy when done correctly. Doing things that are niche related or, and not just like random or general can definitely help get more eyes on your content from your ideal audience. However, more and more, I'm seeing so many random teacher giveaways pop up on the gram that are not niche related or specific enough to be growing your audience the way that you really need it to grow. You may wind up getting a few people who would be interested, but more so you're just going to be collecting followers that are probably never going to engage with your content or buy from you. This can actually really hurt your engagement, especially in the long run, because when Instagram goes to show your content to these new followers and they don't interact with you, your content's not going to be seen as valuable and it won't be pushed out further. You want to be trying to organically grow your audience 
not paying for followers that are just going to sit there and do nothing for you. The fifth strategy that I'm saying goodbye to is trying to appear and present myself perfectly all the time. I feel like a lot of us feel this pressure to always be in the best lighting and always look our best if we're going to post something on Instagram. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat there taking a photo being like, I don't love that taking another one or five or six (laughs) before I finally post it. And I'm just personally over that. I feel like the beauty of Instagram is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Just about being there and being real and sharing stuff that's relatable or engaging to people. I've talked to so many people that feel intimidated to even post their face, especially in stories. And I think it's because we have this perception that we have to appear like completely perfect and put together all the time. And, you know, some people definitely keep that up. But I think more and more, we're seeing people be more casual. And maybe this is like the TikTok effect of making just the internet in general more real and not feeling like you have to look perfect and be perfect all the time. I think that we should all embrace that a little bit more, especially the last couple of years that we've been through. I actually think it's more effective in connecting with your audience anyway. Still feeling like you need to look perfect and beautiful every time you create content. Join me in separating ourselves from that and removing ourselves from that narrative. So those are the strategies that I'm leaving behind when it comes to Instagram growth. And I'd be really curious to hear if you have any strategies that you've used in the past that you found that haven't really been that helpful anymore or kind of out of date. Let's share them in the comments so we can kind of all get a little bit more up to date and how we're approaching our Instagram together. If you like this video, then definitely check out my other Instagram tips that I share over on my Instagram page or take a peek at my Instagram mini courses that are linked in the show notes. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we are continuing to prioritize our growth. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes, leave a review if something resonated, or even just send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. We're going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income, selling your teaching resources or services. I'm so honored to be here to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. I'll see you in the next one.